0: Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart and if you can, your Bibles and receive this word from the Lord recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. Quickly hit that share button. Welcome family, I love you. Even if you're watching this later, go ahead and hit that share button. Let this message go far and wide. I'm going to be talking today about resting in Resting in faith. So open your Bibles with me to 1 John chapter 5 verses 14 and 15. 1 John chapter 5 verses 14 and 15. By the way, I have to to make this announcement. We have a whole new podcast page. In fact, all the sermons are new. It's all new. In fact, the old page is still there. We're going to try to find a way to transfer some of the ones onto the new page, but the, the new page has new sermons, and I'm telling you, it's incredible. It's me starting off saying hello, and it's good old John Paul leading you in the prayer at the end. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's I'm telling you guys, this is, this is teachings from 20, where's Justin? Is he in his, in his closet, in his little room doing the online production stuff there? But, but I mean, we have new sermons. We have at least 10 or 15 new teachings. Mac, we have the new stuff up, don't we? Yes, we believe it. We believe it by faith. And um, I want you guys to go there and check it out. In fact, here's the thing. For those of you that are still struggling in sin and don't have an iPhone. Those of you who have not been perfected yet. I am jo- You know I am joking, right? Come on. Some of y'all just felt like I'm looking for a new church. Um, I'm joking. Those of you that don't have, we are on Spotify, y'all. We're on 8... I mean, we are on eight different platforms. So if there is a platform out there that does podcasts, search Brazen Grace or search Zach Cherry and you're going to pull something up, okay? And so it's going to be amazing. So those of you that are watching me on YouTube, welcome my YouTube family. I love you so much. Those of you watching on Facebook, welcome. Those of you watching on our website, welcome. Those of you watching on Church Planning Center app, man, we're getting, we're getting bougie over up in here. Come on. We're on everything you possibly can be on. Just to make sure that everybody can watch because Facebook's been messing with us, man. So welcome, everybody. So make sure to go and subscribe. And here's another thing. If you love me, put a good review. If you don't like me, mind your own business. (laughs) Okay? Mind your own business. Uh, But if you do love the messages here, uh, then I want you to go and put in a great five-star review. Can you do that? and, uh, and let, let the word go far and wide and then let everybody know that the message in fact the whole David series most of it is actually on podcast right now and those of you that are like oh it was not available for purchase well it's on for free y'all just go get it and then if you want to bless the church go buy it and give it bless somebody else with it too anyway amen yeah. wonderful wonderful are you all ready for the word today yeah. did you enjoy brazen worship weren't they just epic today give them a big big God bless you come on y'all can do better than for brazen worship than that come on Online family, let them know how much you appreciate them. They'll come on and and reply to you all later. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word. 1 John chapter 5, verses 15, 14, and 15. 1 John 5, 14, and 15. I'm going to teach on resting in faith. Resting in faith. 1 John 5, 14, and 15. Family, the Word of God is vital Listen to me carefully. This is really important. This is not something we do just to do, go through the churchy motions. So we can just say a few churchy things so y'all can go home and say that was a good message. I want you to say it was a good message. But the Word of God has the ability to transform your life. Faith, the Bible says, comes by hearing. In fact, the word comes is not in the original. It says faith by hearing. You already have the faith of God. But there is something that happens when you hear the message. In fact, it says faith in the book of Romans, faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word God is a mistranslation. It's the word of Christos or Christ. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the good news. Listen to me carefully. Your faith is connected to your ability to hear the good news. That's why church is important being in church is important. Listening to the Word is important. Podcasts are important. So I want you to fill your ears, fill your life with the Word of God. Are you listening to me today? Sure. I'll tell you guys, we spend a lot of time talking, preparing, getting ready for this. So I really want you all to get a love for the Word of God. Yes, we love worship. Nobody loves worship more than me. But I'll tell you something, it's great, but the one thing that will let you fly, worship will sustain you, but the thing that lets let you fly is the Word of God. So I want you to lift your hands and say, I love, God's word. I love God's Word. Come on, say, I love hearing the Word of the Lord. The of the Lord. In, the of In the name of Jesus. Come on, put your hand over your head and say, stinking thinking. Stinking thinking. You've got to go. Today I receive revelation. I'm not just a hearer. I'm also a doer. In Jesus' name, amen. 1 John chapter 5, verse 15. Can we read it out loud? And then I'll break it down for you all. Ready? 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 says these words. Now, this is the... That we in him, that if we ask according to his will, he hears us. Won't you just thank God that he hears you? Come on, somebody. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, I'm going to break this stuff down for you guys in just a little bit, but just stay with me. I don't have too much time, so just stay with me as I try to break this down. Read it out loud one more time with faith. Say it. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Next verse says, and if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have. We have. We have. Come on now. I want faith to rise in your spirit as you read the word of the Lord today. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know That we have the petitions that we have asked of. Both verses together one more time. Verse 14 and 15 out loud. Ready? Now this is the online family that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him lift your hands and say thank God he answers every prayer of mine every prayer there is not a single prayer that I pray that God does not answer that God does not hear and God does not answer come on let faith arise in this place he's a good God he hears me he loves me and he answers every prayer I believe it 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 and I receive the word of the Lord today in Jesus name you may be seated thank you Annie I want to talk to you about resting in faith. If you were raised like me, then you probably felt like praying became a chore in your life. Like you would, you remember those times when you would set the clock and you say, I'm going to pray for a whole hour. And you just go into time of deep intercession and warfare. And you're like, and you're just going into it. And you're like, man, I bet you it's been about 45 minutes. You look at the clock, it's only been three minutes. Like, my God, how long is this thing going to last? Right, where reading the word and spending time in prayer becomes a chore. I want to talk to you today about the resting in faith. That there is something about faith that is a rest, not a work. Listen to me carefully. Say this out loud. Faith is not a chore. It's a rest. Say, I have entered into the rest of God. Let me, let me put it this way to you guys. This is really important now. Rest doesn't mean you're not doing anything. Say this with me. Say, grace... Is what God has done for me. Done for me. Rest. Rest is, my to grace. is my response to grace. This is really important. Because what I was taught in the early days of my grace walk. Is that grace is what God has done. Faith is my response to God. Can I be honest with you? You didn't come up with the faith. The faith that you have. The book of Galatians says. Is a gift. For we're saved by grace through faith. That's Ephesians. It is a gift of God. It's not something I came up with my own. Not only is the faith that I have a gift of God, the faith that I have is the faith of God. Say this, it's God's gift, it's God's gift. and it is His faith. And it's His faith. It's not my faith. You better get that into your spirit right now. Number one, it is a gift of God, meaning you can't earn it, you just receive it and number two it is important that you understand that it's not only a gift it's not something you come up with did you pack your own gift for yourself it ain't a gift anymore is it but it is a gift of God so grace is the gift faith is a gift of God rest is my response to that grace rest is my ability to say I believe in it I trust in it he who began this good work, he will be faithful to complete it. That is one of the greatest statements of faith you can ever do. Not, I started on this journey and if I can just make it to the end uh, and then I will get the, the crown of life. No, he who began this good work, he will be faithful to complete it. Unto him who is able to keep you from falling and him who presents you faultless. Now that's a declaration of rest. Lift your hands and say, it's not my strength, it's his spirit. This is really important that you understand. Now go to 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. Please, please take a lot of notes and then stare at me like I'm teaching some crazy stuff to you. (laughs) Yesterday, everybody looked at me like, what? It's okay. I had a lot of time to teach yesterday. Oh, my dear Pleaks, I'm so happy y'all are with us. We love you. I miss you guys. Now this is the confidence... Now this, when I'm talking about faith, I intentionally brought this verse to you because I want to contrast this confidence with the faith that comes from the old covenant. There is an old covenant faith that you don't have anything to do with. There is an old covenant faith that is a faith that you had to come up with in the new covenant. You don't come up with the faith. The faith is a gift that God has given you. Listen to me. If you don't understand this, when you go through the valleys, when you go through the tough times, you will try to come up with something that's like, God, I can't feel it. I don't know it. That's the problem. This faith that God has given you is something that overrides your feelings. It overrides what's in your mind. It is not something you can come up with. It is something that's been endowed upon you as a gift. Say, I have got the faith of God. Now, this is the confidence... That we have in him. There is two things that we have confidence in. In this verse. This is the confidence that we have in him. Number one. Our confidence is not in our prayer. It is in him. Yo look I can see y'all. Just smile at me so I can see your teeth. Now this is the confidence. That we have in him. Number one our confidence is not. In my praying. My confidence is in him. Now, this is the confidence. Say, this is a confident faith. faith. Say, this is not a shaky faith. This is a confident faith. How many of you would like to walk in confident faith? Come on, lift your hands. How many of you would like to walk in a faith? How many of you pray prayers and you say, Oh God, if it be thy will? That's not a confident prayer. That is not a confident faith. How many of you would like to walk in a faith where you know what I say I get. Whatsoever I speak I have. This is the confidence. So you've got to accept the fact that your confidence is not in your strength. It is not in your ability to pray long prayers. It is not in your ability to get yourself into the right place and the right spirit. And and this is the confidence. Whenever you say things like if I have sin in my heart God cannot hear my prayer. You are putting confidence in yourself. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. So that way, if I can just create in me a clean heart and get myself right, then God will hear my prayer. This is not about you. Your confidence is not in you. Your confidence is in him. My God, come on, somebody help me in this place. This is the confidence. This is why you don't have any faith. Because you think you have to get your act together. You think you have to get everything in alignment, and then maybe God will hear me. You ever hear those prayers? we When the heavens were brass. When the heavens were brass, it felt like my prayers were bouncing off the roof. That is not prayer in the new covenant, beloved. This is the confidence. So number one, my confidence is in him. Say, my confidence is in him. him. Say this, when I have faith, faith. my confidence is not in myself. It is in him. So let me ask you this, is God having a bad day? Is God God being moody today? You are. But if your confidence was in yourself, then you can be sure that what you're believing for, you can't have. But when your confidence is in him, it's not by my might. It's not by my power. It's not by my prayer life. My confidence is in him. Say, my confidence is in you. you. Oh, Lord, I hope you guys get this. I hope you guys get this. And number two, the confidence is in Christ. And number two, my confidence is in this, that if I ask anything according to his will, he hears me. Number one, my confidence is in God. And number two, my confidence is in this truth, that God hears me. That God hears me. What does that mean? That means your faith is not in how long or how good you pray, but in the intimacy that you have with the Father. Talk to me, somebody in this place. If you have an intimate relationship with God, He hears us. This is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Beloved, in the new covenant, your position of prayer completely changed. Now, you are not out here praying to a God up there. Put Colossians chapter 2 verse 6. Was it honey? What did you preach on the offering? Colossians chapter 2 verse 6. Priyanka Charian. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, read the next words. So, did I ask you to take a walk out of Him? When do you get out of Him? Never. The only time you get out of Him is when you think you're out of Him, and the sad reality is you are still in Him. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so I received Him. Now I am in him. Him. The next verse says, "Rooted and built up." In Him anything happening outside for you, huh? And established where in the faith? Let me ask you this question Where is your faith then? It's in Him. You want to walk in faith, you have to be aware of the fact that you are in Him. Is anybody listening to me today? Abounding in faith in Him. So, now let me ask you this Can you ever get out of Him? No, you better don't talk to me like oh, I'm in the light, I'm out of the light. I mean, no, you're always in the light. You did not put yourself in there. He grabbed you and put you in there. Now let me ask you this. So if you are praying, where are you praying? In him. Wow. When you realize that I am in him, now when I am praying, I am not, oh God, hallelujah. Jesus. Hear my cry, oh Lord. Attend unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth do I cry to you on the other end of the earth. Because my heart is overwhelmed. That's not a prayer of faith. It's okay to sing those songs. It's okay to cry what David cried. But you have what David didn't have. David was never in Christ. You are in Christ. So whenever you pray, good God have mercy. A little silly to say this. But if you are, if I was living in you, you could hear everything I was saying. God's not shutting his ear. (laughs) Says, I'm in him. And I'm never moving out. See, this is why it's really important that the church understands what the new covenant faith is like. Because you and I were taught that new covenant faith is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Can I mess with you just a little bit? Oh, to my word of faith, just hang in there with me. Just hang in there. I know some of you word of faith people are going to get mad at me. Because this is your foundational scripture for your life. Huh? That's okay. I'm going to teach you scriptures now. I'm going to teach you some scriptures. I'm going to teach you the word rightly divided on the right side. Hebrews chapter 11 verse number 1 says this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. I want you to contrast 1 John Five. Why can't I get this one in my head? <laughs> it's one of the easiest. I've, I've said this all my life. 1 John chapter 5 verses 14 and 15. I want you to get that into your spirit. 1 John 5 14 says, I have confidence that I am in him. And if I ask anything according to his will, I have confidence that he hears me. And if I believe that he hears me, I will have whatever I believe for. Is that simple? Not only do you know God hears you, but you also get what you're praying for in 1 Corinthians 15. I mean 1 John chapter 4 verse 15. In 1 John, you have faith and you get what you're believing for. But I want you to look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Now you say, well preacher, that's, that's, that's talking about faith. It's not talking about your faith. It's not talking about your faith. How do I know that? Because the next verse says, for by it the elders. <laughs> for buy it the elders. I said this yesterday to Jacob. I said, Jacob, I want you to give me 10 bucks. Okay? I want you to give me 10 bucks, and then I want you to just keep believing for whatever you want me to give you. You're never going to get it. But I want your 10 bucks. He is giving me substance, but he's never going to get the evidence. The old covenant faith was a faith where they stood and prayed and had faith, but they never saw it. How do you know it, preacher? Because that's what Hebrews 11 says. Where are you? Where are you? Let me go there. Let me go there. Let me go there. Hebrews, eleven. Hebrews eleven. How do you know that, preacher? Because verse thirteen says this. Ready? These all died in faith. Oh yes, that's all die in faith. Amen. Amen. Let's die in faith. The next verse says, not having received the promises. What faith do you want? The faith that you have faith but you don't get what you believe for? Or do you want to have, this is the confidence that we have it and that if we ask anything, he hears us and we have the petitions that we ask for. What kind of faith do you want? Hebrews 1 where you have faith and you don't see the evidence? Or 1 John 4 where you have the confidence and you get it? Y'all better help me preach in this place, I'm telling you. This is really important because it's time we shift Now, I'm not saying that Hebrews 11 is a bad verse. I'm not. In fact, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The only difference for you is that it is with the evidence seen. Say this. When I have faith, I have have what I'm believing for. You better type that down. You better write that down. You better get that into your spirit. When I have faith. The old covenant faith was a faith where they had faith. But they didn't see the evidence of it. The new covenant faith is a different kind of faith. When you have it. You actually get the evidence of it. Are you with me? Go to verse number 39. Beloved this is really important. Really important. Stay with me. Stay with me. All these 39. All these having obtained a good testimony. That's what you got with the old covenant faith. A good testimony. So, what we call the hall of faith. I want to show you today that that's not the point of this chapter. The point of Hebrews 11 is not to show you how to have faith. The point of Hebrews 11 is to show you that that is not your faith. All these. All who? The elders. All who? Who are the elders? Mommy and daddy that passed away? No, the elders are the specific names that are mentioned in Hebrews 11 talking about these great men and women of faith. And it says that they all died, they all having obtained a testimony, they all, all these having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise. They did not receive what they were believing for. The next verse says, verse 40, ready? Ready? God having provided something better. Come on, somebody. I hope you shout better in this house. Come on. Say better, 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 better. God having provided something better for us. You don't have Abraham's faith. Father Abraham is awesome, but the faith that you have is not the faith of Abraham. It's not the faith of Moses. God having provided something better. Hallelujah. Say this. I got better faith. Beloved, the Bible tells us that we have a better covenant that is based on better promises and it provides us with better faith. Come on, somebody. Say, shout, I got better, better, better. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God having provided something better for us. My God. Look at the neighbor and say, is yours bitter or is your better? The old covenant faith, bitter faith. Because you have faith and you don't get nothing. I took the money from it, but you don't get what you paid for. (laughs) Doesn't that make sense? I took all the cash, but I never gave it to you. You ever gave somebody all the money for what you, and you never got what you paid for? God having provided something better for us. Now let's go to chapter 12, verse 1, and put that for me in the Amplified Classic, please. Hebrews 12, 1. In the Amplified, please pray. I want you to read this, okay? Therefore, say therefore. Therefore. Now, everybody read therefore since we're surrounded by a great thing. You talk about mommy and daddy that passed on. No, that may be true, but the context here is not them. The context here is the therefore from Hebrews 11. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Wait for a second. What direction? What direction? Is the observation happening? Therefore, since we are looking at such great a cloud of witnesses. No. They are looking at us. I know you didn't hear this in Sunday school. Neither in your church. The problem with this is we've idolized Great men and women to such a point. We've elevated them to the same place of Jesus Christ. One day Jesus was up on a mountain. The mount as we famously call the mount of transfiguration. And he transfigures in front of their very eyes. in all his splendor and glory. And two witnesses come to witness the glory of the son. Moses and Elijah. Peter the dum-dum. gets so struck by the glory of the visitors than the glory of the one that he has been with. He starts saying, we need to build a temple or a tabernacle for Moses and Elijah and Jesus. All of a sudden, the heavens rip open and the father says, "Uh uh-uh, this is my beloved son. Hear him only. You better hear me while I'm preaching in this place. The problem with the church is we still look to Abraham for faith. We still look to Elijah and the Moses and the prophets, the law, the prophets and the law, the law and the prophets, Elijah and Moses. We still look to them for faith. I'm telling you, the faith can never come from the law. Faith can never come. Just because you're reading the old covenant doesn't mean you're getting faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of Christ. This is my son. Hear him. My God, help me. Therefore then, since we are surrounded, I feel the Holy Ghost today, I'll tell you what. Therefore then, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, it's telling you, be aware of the fact that there are witnesses watching your faith. Not you watching their faith. Let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance and that sin which so readily deftly change it Priyanka fix your hair later little girl I can see you in the, in the shadow and the sin which so readily clings to and entangles us and it says let us run with patient endurance steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race mm, that is set before us next verse please looking away God, I thought I had to look at Father Abraham. I thought I had to look at Elijah and Moses. The literal translation here is looking away from them. And then the, the amplified translator adds the words, from all that will distract. Meaning what? They are a distraction. Looking, My God, I felt like I just lost a few religious people in the house, but let me preach. Looking away from them and looking Unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith. If you want faith, you don't look at Abraham, Elijah, Moses, or the disciples. You look to Jesus. He is the author and the finisher. My God, I hope you clap your hands and give God some praise in this place. Looking unto Jesus, the author. the finisher of our faith. Where does your faith begin? Where does it begin? Abraham? No, he's the beginning. And where does it finish? In Jesus. Where are you now? In Christ. You are in the very person of faith himself and there's nothing you can do to move yourself away from where God has eternally place to you 1st corinthians i mean 1st john chapter 4 verse 15 one more time 1 john 4 15 now read this carefully read it carefully now now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything anything According to his will. Now, I know all your life you were taught that, that anything according to his will means that before you ask God something, you need to go on a 21-day fast and find out if this is God's will or not. Man, you're spending more time finding out God's will than praying. I mean, that sounded really deep back in the day, but now that I look back, I go, how dumb could I possibly have been? I'm spending more time. Listen to me, beloved, the context of that. Remember when I taught you Romans chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3? Remember Romans chapter 12, 1, 2, and 3. Put it up there, please. Romans 12, 1, 2, and 3. I urge, I urge you, brothers. What translation did I do it in? Now, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice. Let's start there. I, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. This is your spiritual act. Okay. They have it in New King James. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Meaning when you come before God, you present yourself to God as what God made you. Not what you think you are. Whenever you think it's about you getting good and you fixing your life and you fixing your stuff, then all of a sudden the, pre- the, the, the emphasis is on how good can I be for God to hear me. This is not what this is about. This is about who Christ made you. He's saying, present yourselves, present your body, not just your spirit. For those of you that think that only one part of you is sanctified, he has sanctified you through and through, listen to me, that you present your body. That's the part of us that we think is nasty. That you present your bodies as what? A living sacrifice. And what does it say that your body is now? Holy and acceptable. Lift your hands. Tap yourself on the back and say, He made me holy. He made me acceptable. Come on, somebody. You online people, are you with me? I know I'm messing with you. Stay with me. Because you thought, you know, before we go into prayer, we got to first confess all our sins And ask God to forgive us. And maybe if God forgives us, then maybe God will hear my prayer. I will teach you later what the only two things that block your prayer. (sighs) Please hear me today right now. When you come before God, you stand there as what God says you are. And he says you're a living sacrifice. So this, this dying business, this Christian masochism. This constant suicidal tendency that we try to crucify ourselves all the time. You can't kill yourself. You already died with Christ in Christ. So what you do is you present yourselves as who he says you are. Say it. I am a living sacrifice. sacrifice. (sighs) Verse 2. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What is he saying? Your mind needs to catch up to the reality that you're already a living sacrifice. You're already holy and you're already acceptable. And the next line says, that you may prove what is good, acceptable, perfect will of God. I said this last week. I'm going to say it again. What is the context of who the will of God is? It's not talking about you understanding God's will. It's saying that you need to catch up to the reality that you are God's perfect will. So when, first... John 4 says, in accordance to his will. You are thinking, oh God, is this your will? Is that not your will? Is this your will? Is that not your will? That's the Holy Spirit. He will guide you into all truth. We're not talking about that right now. So when you are praying for somebody that's sick in the bed, you don't go, oh God, is it your will for this person to be healed? When you are praying for you to get that blessing, that increase, that finances that you are believing for, you don't go, oh God, is this your will? No, it is the will of God to prosper you. It is the will of God for you to be healed. It is the will of God for you to be generous and give lavishly. It is the will of God. Don't ask dumb questions. (laughs) Oh God, if it be thy will, take this headache away. Come on, people. But didn't Jesus say that? Can I ask you this question? When Jesus said this in the Garden of Gethsemane, Father, if it be thy will, do you really think Jesus was asking a question? It was the you in him. The humanity in him that was crying out. Saying I wish there was a better way because I know what I have to go through right now. It wasn't him saying oh God can we go to plan B now. No. Lift your hands and say I am the will of God. God. Say I am holy. I am am perfect. perfect. Pleasing. Pleasing. In his sight. sight. Say I am the will of God. Go back to 1 John chapter 4 quickly. Let me try to finish the sermon now. Are you learning something today? Verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, beloved, that's the only place the word if is, is in that verse, verse. The truth of the matter is, Robbie sent me this last night in the New Living, it says, since we know that he hears us. So the key to you manifesting in what you are praying and believing for is not just in the intensity or the constipation of your prayer. <laughs> it is in this simple fact that you have faith. That God hears me. That's not talking about I said it and God heard it. That's not what it's saying. It's basically saying you are so aware of the union with God. That you are so one with God. That you are not praying to a separated being who's distant from you. You are now praying from within yourself. This is where most people lose. And they don't see what they're believing for. Because they get stuck In the fact that they don't think God hears them. Are we okay? And since we know he hears us, we also know. Notice the knowing, the faith. The faith is in the fact that God hears me. And if God hears me, then I have that same faith that God's going to give it to me. Beloved, enough of building songbook theology. Enough of talking about I'm satisfied with just a cottage below, a little silver and a little gold. You ain't going to be good to nobody with your little silver and little gold. If you want to advance the kingdom of God on the earth, ask God to enlarge your territory and prosper you and give you more money than you can contain. That's how you solve problems. I watched within one year how some of you gave so generously. Because you asked God to enlarge and God increased you and you stood with the church generously last year. Listen to me, ask God to increase your assets, your property, your money so you can be a greater blessing. Listen to me, this is really important for the kingdom of God to grow on the earth. We cannot just sit down and say whatever will be, will be. Let me finish with this. There's two kinds of prayers and you can't get stuck in either one. Find the healthy balance. The balance in prayer is found between two unhealthy extremes. On one hand, you have those that settle in faith. On the other end, you have those that are striving in faith. Can we put that up, please? The balance in prayer is found between two extremes. The settling prayer is sometimes the sovereignty, the sovereignty message is taken to such an extreme that we end up becoming Christian, sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. And we just kind of let it be and just go through the life, get beaten up and say, well, God wants me to carry this cross. God wants me to get this sickness. He's trying to teach me a lesson. He's trying to teach me that is of the devil. God don't need to give you something of the devil to teach you a lesson. Beloved, I understand there's questions. What about this and what about that? I don't want to build a theology around experience or questions. I build my theology around the person and the word himself, Jesus Christ. Are you okay with me today? A settling prayer or settling faith is a succumbing one. Where you become a victim of whatever will be, will be, and you just kind of let it be. And so you just say, well, if it happened, it must have been God's will. If it didn't happen, it must not have been God's will. Or you would be like what I used to be for most of my life. Striving prayer. Oh, man. Oh, Lord. I felt like faith was such a chore. I'm like, good Lord. You would try to faith it till you make it. How many of you remember that sermon? Who who was even with me when I preached that horrible stuff? Faith it till you make it. That was the title of my sermon, Brian, man. (laughs) Faith it till you make it. And so we thought having faith was pretending to have something we didn't have. Am I shouting too much? We thought faith was faking it. Beloved, there is nothing more real. There is nothing more tangible. There is nothing more authentic than the faith of God that's been given to you. It's not some fake sense of hope. It's a confidence. It's a confidence. And because of some of the roots that I grew up in, I ended up more burnt out in prayer, hating prayer. (laughs) Ever been there? Don't lie. More prayer, more power. I'll tell you what happened. More prayer, more frustration. (laughs) Less prayer, less power. People who didn't pray much seemed happier than I was. Don't get mad at me when I'm telling you the truth. Come on. Because the solution is not in your praying, it's in your believing. And believing is a rest, it's not a work. Because I can't do anything about it. I cannot do anything about it. I just receive it. I don't know where you're stuck today, my friend. Maybe you've just seen so many unanswered prayers and quotes that you've given into just you know what this stuff don't happen my prayers don't work why why am i wasting my time and you just kind of settled and you've just given up today i just want to pray that the holy ghost give you a fresh shot of faith and hope and believing that comes from resting or maybe you were like me that was a striving prayer intercessors i always wondered why the intercessors were always the grumpiest meanest people i've ever known Y'all laughing because y'all grew up in church with them intercessors. They were always the meanest, grumpiest people. They could read your mail and find out all your sins. But they were miserable people. Because we taught ourselves that we have to carry this burden. Oh, it's a burden from the Lord. The Lord has given me a burden for you. Someone called me and said, the Lord gave me a burden for the church. I said, that ain't the Lord. My church is never a burden to anybody. Come on. The Lord gave me a burden for you. I mean, they just think they're really spiritual when they say this stuff. Now, I know I'm being a little, you know, irritating when I, when I respond in a stupid way too. I get my spirit of ding-dong all me. I get it. But, but when I see religion, oh, ding-dong comes out of me really fast. I just, you are who you are because I spent hours on my knees interceding and praying for you. Wow, God, Jesus. Jesus didn't pray that long for me. Why did you? I'm probably only talking to my third world people right now. But hey. You are who you are because of my prayers. Wow. I love it. Chill pill. Don't get mad at me. I'm, I love y'all. Rest. Rest in your faith. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Jesus. Just to take Him at His word. Just to rest upon His promise. Just to know Thus saith the Lord. I want to talk to some of you right now, real quickly, real quickly. I, I, I'm there myself, and I'm I'm going to be the first one to respond to what the Holy Spirit's doing in this moment. But if you felt yourself either struggling with the settling or the striving, then today God wants to give you the truth of His Word, which is rest. Come on, if you're the one who needs this fresh touch of God to bring you hope and faith and trust in your prayer life, in your faith, and you feel like you're either burnt out or you've just given up. Both extremes are not from God. So, come on, would you allow the Holy Spirit to just infuse you with a fresh dose of rest? If that's you, stand up on your feet right where you are, even on your homes quickly. Come on, let's all stand up right where we are, all over this place. Come on, come on, come on, right where you are. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to just give us a fresh dose of hope and faith right where you are. Come on, whoever you are, wherever you are, just stand up on your feet and lift those hands to the Lord. Come on, just lift your hands his to the Lord in a, in a sign of surrender. Just lift your hands just to the Lord in a sign, in a sign of, of saying, God, I don't get it. I've tried it my way and i burnt myself out. Tis so sweet. This is what rest is, guys. To trust in Jesus. Just to take Him at His word. Just to rest upon His promise, just to know, thus saith the... Can I say something to you? True rest is when you stand for something and you don't see it. When you've believed and you didn't see it then you've got to ask yourself was my hope in getting the results or was my hope in Christ when I don't see what I'm standing in faith for I trust the heart of God which means what he has for me is something way better and bigger than what I was asking him for can you trust the heart of God today even when it seems like it didn't work in your favor can you trust the Lord who's working in the background for you, my friends online, my family in this place, even when it seems like it wasn't working in your favor, He's still working. He's still working. He's still working for you. He's still standing for you. He's still fighting your battles can I ask you to do me one more favor I know social social distancing and all distance as much again but if you're standing come quickly and stand in the front here quickly quick 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 come come fill up this front area quickly come just come stand as far away from people as you need to but I need you to come come over here get in front of me come up in front of me come come up here come up here yeah come up here come up here come Come on up here please come up here please yeah I want to talk to you guys I don't want you to be in the corners stay in the front where I can look you in the eyes come up in the front please thank you come come I know y'all are thinking of cameras and y'all go like a bunch of Everybody does that. In here, in here, come in here. Come in here. Come in here. Yeah, come on. Up in. Here. Come on. Up in here. Come here. Come here. Hold on, guys, just a second. Hold on, guys, just a second. Was it Galatians chapter 6, verse 9? Priyanka, put it up there. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. I have found out something that you can't control other people's choices. And oftentimes we feel knocked out because somebody else makes a choice that takes the, you know, knocks us off our feet and all of a sudden we're like, God. See, because even God don't control people. That's not his nature. It's not his nature. It's not what he does. But the one thing you can do is say, God, I can't trust what the other person did, but I trust your heart for me and that you will always lead me in good and that you will never fail me. The reason why these things happen, beloved, is because the enemy is trying to make you lose faith. And I want you to say today, don't grow weary while doing good by standing in faith. Don't get tired. For in due season, we shall reap. What's the condition? If we do not lose heart. Put your hand over your heart right where you're standing. Let's all stand together everywhere. Put your hand on your heart right now put your hand on your heart right now yeah, yeah, yeah. And i know it's been rough i'll tell you what i've never prayed as much as i've prayed in this season in my life the world everything will give you a hundred reasons to be restless and yet you have to tell your heart be still to my own understanding in all my ways I acknowledge you and you will direct my path my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly lean on Jesus' name
1: on Christ the solid rock I stand all of the ground is sinking sand.
0: All of the ground is st- sinking sand. Sing it. Honk Christ the solid rock. I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand. All of the ground is sinking. No matter what you are going through today, I want you to know today put your hope in Christ. When darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace through every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil lift your hands and say i'm anchored in him him. on christ the
1: saw say rock i stand all of the ground is sinking sand.
0: All of the ground is sinking sand. On Christ the song,
1: Singer rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. All of the ground.
0: Nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is come on, church, let faith arise. Nothing is impossible for you. You hold my world. You hold my world in your hands. Say nothing. Nothing
1: is impossible for you. Nothing is impossible. Oh, nothing. Hold my, mouth. lift those hands, let like faith arise. Hands, nothing says. Nothing is impossible for you.
0: The rise. You're the God of I believe I rest in you.
1: I believe in you. Oh, I rest. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles.
0: Father, we pray today for all my friends that are here and those that are watching that have given up, thrown in the towel. It's time to let hope rise again. It's time to let faith rise again. It's not over. It's not over. Your best days are ahead of you. What you are standing in faith for, you will see. You will see. Stand still. That doesn't mean do nothing. That means rest in His Word. And you will see the salvation of the Lord. Stand still. those hands and say I believe it I will see the salvation of the Lord
1: Hallelujah.
0: for your finances for your marriage for your job for your health I believe it miracle working power is flowing as faith is arising it's not that God was holding back your miracle it's not that God was holding back it's that you are now learning to rest and when you rest it all flows like dominoes falling Everything falls into place. You and your household shall be saved. That's not just salvation, that's healing, that's deliverance, that's prosperity. come on that's that's wealth, whatever you are, that's peace, whatever you are believing for that's yours. that's yours. you and your household ha shall be saved. Ooh. Hallelujah. Just one more time lift those hands and surrender. I trust in you. I, rest in you. I rest in you. When the oceans rise, Lindsay, and I will soar.
1: I will soar.
0: Those hands, something is happening in this room. When the oceans rise, our soul rise above, rise above the circumstance, rise above the fears, rise
1: above,
0: Father. You are King over the Miracles are breaking out. I feel it. I will be saved. Sing it again.
1: Oh, when the ocean blasts, if the wind is there, I will show in you above the storm. Father, you are King. You are King. My God, I will be still. Can we do that one more time? When the ocean Oh
0: calling and present you faultless before the only wise God with great joy to him be blessing glory honor dominion and power forever lift those hands and prophesy let your kingdom come let your will be done as it is in heaven in Jesus name Clap those hands and give God some praise. I love you, family. God bless you all. Have a great week. Online family, thank you. Love you guys. Have a faithful week. We love you. Love you guys so much. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah.
2: If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM P.O. Box 592675 San Antonio, Texas 78259 For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIMOfficial. God bless you.